The storyboard is the blueprint of a video production, and on this episode, we go into the weeds and explain how to create a storyboard for both live action and animated videos with video production expert Seb Loam. The video revolution is here, and it's changing how we do business. Learn how to use video to engage customers and drive results here on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast with your hosts, Joel Gubich and Brendan Carty. Welcome to Video Marketing 2.0, where we discuss the world of videos for marketing and business purposes. Hi, I'm Joel Gubich, Director of Business Development at ThinkMojo, and with me is my colleague, head writer and creative story lead, Brendan Carty. And today, we also have, as an extra guest, our colleague, uh, Sepp Lohm, who is our creative director and co-founder of ThinkMojo. So, Sepp, thanks for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, hello, Brendan. Hello, Joel. Yeah, I'm uh, very excited to be here today. Well, we're excited also because we're going to talk about something that is near and dear to both of your hearts because you work on this all the time, and that is storyboarding. We're going to talk about the whole concept of storyboarding and how does that fit into creating a marketing video and video marketing in general because storyboarding is such a – I don't know. To me, that's like when the video starts to come to life. It's taking that that word, the wordsmithing, and now adding the visuals to it. Yeah, and I think that uh, the storyboard is one of the things that people so often overlook or underestimate when it comes to the video uh, process. They they think that they understand on some level that the script is really important. You have to get the message down. But planning the visuals and being able to play with different visual ideas during the storyboard phase is so important to, to getting a, an effective video that just really works because you can't – I think a lot of people just assume that the idea comes to you all at once, but you have to tinker with things and, and work things out in the storyboard phase is a really great place to do that. So I think the, you know, Seb has created, I don't know, at least hundreds of storyboards, <laughs> maybe even, maybe even into the thousands. So, uh, he's the perfect guy to have on this, on this episode. So Seb, you've created probably at least hundreds, maybe even into the thousands for storyboards. So you're the perfect guy to to have on the show today. So we'll start it off with you. Just give us the definition. What exactly is a storyboard? What does it look like? And you know, what is it trying to achieve? Sure, absolutely. So a storyboard is basically a tool that we use to visually represent uh, the flow of the script and you know to to plan. The video. So it, it, the goal is really to give you like a, an idea of how, uh, you know, each line from the script is actually going to translate into the visuals. So typically it looks like, <clears throat> you know, a series of illustrations, uh, as if we, we take the script and break it down, uh, segment by segment, uh, line by line. And then for each of these lines, we would, uh, create an illustration that would match the line. Uh, and so typically we, we would have this illustration and then, <clears throat> uh, below it or ab above the illustration, we would add the, the voiceover or the dialogue from the, the actors. Uh, and on another side of the illustration, we would probably add, uh, a few words to describe what's going on. 
Uh, and so really, it, it, it's, it's really trying to help you visualize the script better. Uh, and it, it should, you should use that as a plan uh, to plan your production. So it always comes before you actually do anything, before you shoot anything, before you start designing. Uh, and and it's really helpful to, to because most of the time when you have a script, you have like a, like a kind of an idea of how you want to illustrate that. But when you actually draw the illustrations and put, put that one piece after the other, what you realize sometimes, or I mean, a lot of the times is that there's some little adjustments that need need to be done. Uh, because what you think were working well with just the words, when you actually want to translate that with the visuals, well, you realize maybe we need more time on this part, or maybe uh, the transition from this ID to this other ID is not super obvious visually, so we might have to tweak the, the script a little bit to make it work better with the visuals. Um, so that's pretty much what a storyboard is and what we use it for. So now, the storyboard oh. is not technically the, the, in the style of the, the finished animation, right? It's, I mean, it can be indicative of what the final is going to look like. I think one thing that we, we run into sometimes is people expect the storyboard to sort of look like what the final video would look like. But from what you're saying, the storyboard and the actual designs are two separate stages. Absolutely. And so, so, so technically to, to create the storyboard, you don't need to be like a great artist or anything because all the illustrations would be pretty rough, you know, black and white sketches. It's just really to give you enough details to, to get an idea of the particular scene. Uh, so you, you could use like, you know, stick figures and very rough, uh, drawings, uh, just to give these ideas. Um, because what happens next to the storyboard is actually when, when everyone on the project is on board with the storyboard and we have a good idea of the flow of the video and what go we're going to shoot or animate, well, then you actually start designing. Uh, but the, on the, for the storyboard stage, you don't need any particular style. So typically, even like at Mojo, we like to keep the storyboard very uh, generic looking in terms of style. So it's just really very basic shapes and illustrations. So we don't want it to to translate into any particular style. Uh, but just really the important thing about the storyboard is more to give the idea how we want to illustrate the the uh, the script without any visual treatment. Uh, you know, just, okay, what's on the scene? Is it one actor? Do, do we have to, to show, I don't know, a laptop or a house or something? Where Where is the scene located? That kind of detail. So you don't need any you know, stylized version of the illustrations and don't need to go too deep into the details for this stage. Well, I've seen a lot of storyboards. Uh, customers will come to us and they say, I already have a script and a storyboard. But the storyboard is just written explanation of what the visuals that they want to see that without any rough drawing or anything like that. In your mind, is that enough for a storyboard? Or do you really have to sort of rough draft in the uh, or rough draw in the, the visuals yes so it's a start it's better than nothing though sometimes it's it it's not enough um, because um, you can have an idea okay I want to I want to show you know this particular thing I want to see this actor or whatever we want to animate this visual um, but when you actually sketch it down when you illustrate it or you actually visualize it visuals it um it turns out different uh, and what you picture in your mind with the script 
doesn't necessarily translate that way when you actually see it on paper. Uh, so I would I would strongly advise to actually have like an illustrated version of a storyboard and not just like a short list with just the descriptions and the words. And it's, it's especially when you look at the storyboard from a you know uh, global view, high level view, it's uh, you can actually see all the different frames from the story and you can visualize from the, you know the beginning to the end of the story. And sometimes just that really helps you know picture the flow of the, the message in the story. <clears throat> and you can see, oh, maybe just uh, looking at the, the whole uh, sheet of the storyboard, the whole, all the frames, you can see, oh, maybe I'm spending too much time on the, the, the first part. I can see that how, like half of my illustrations are for uh, the first 20 seconds of the, the video, even though the video would be, you know, a minute and a half. So you can visually see, oh, maybe this part is too, you know, overrepresented as opposed to the other part. So just that would be helpful. And I think what also to Seb's point, like one of the reasons that you need to visualize it, not only like sometimes you can see like you're just spending way too much time, you know, on on one visual, like on one visual idea and it just gets stale. Other mm-hmm. times you you if you just rely on a physical description, a written physical description, you may not realize that a lot of your scenes actually look like one another. You know, like maybe you have things, you know, in the in the first part, you have, you know, just people standing around an office. And in, in your head, in a later part of the video, you have them standing somewhere else. But when you visualize and you see it on on the storyboard, the whole video just looks like a bunch of people standing around, you know? So you start thinking like, oh, okay, like this is, this is not going to work exactly. So you have to tweak it and, and hone it. So it's always, it always, there's a gap between what's in your head and what's on the paper. And you just got to get across that gap as, as quickly as you can and just visualize it first. It seemed to me, again, not being a script writer and not being a storyboard artist, that the storyboard part is perhaps the most creative and, and no disrespect, uh, you know, to to writers, but this is it's when- all it's all two sides of the same coin. You know, like I, I think the the writing and the storyboard are really the the same the same process because it's all about you know the message. The reason that we do video is that it's not just words, it's not just visuals, it's both of them together. You know, so I think that the it's the interplay of the of them both that really. Uh, makes the form so powerful. But I know, Joel, I'm just like, cut you off. Go ahead. Uh, no, no disrespect. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I, I think both of these are so critical. These are the creative parts. <clears throat> and not to say that the animation isn't critical, but the animation without the script and the storyboard can't stand by itself. Uh, you know, they're all interconnected, obviously, but I'm just thinking from the creative, the vision <clears throat> part of it, This is this is where the vision starts to take hold. This is where... Uh, you give the direction for the rest of the video production. Absolutely, this is very true, and I mean, I very much agree with Brendan. Like at the storyboard stage and the script stage are, you know, equally important. And when you, because when you combine them, it's and when you, ideally when you work on them, uh, you know, uh, when you tie both processes together that's when you, you achieve the best results. Uh, and one doesn't come without the other. They're so tied. Tight, it's 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 important to realize that both are so equally important, um, and and yeah, I mean when you combine both, this is when we you actually get better results, uh, especially with videos because sometimes you can uh, you have these lines on the script, but sometimes you can say extra stuff without actually saying the line in the script by showing you know extra things on the 
on the video only. And when that's combined with another set of words from the script, well, you get additional information that you wouldn't have just with the words or just with the visuals. So that's really when you combine all of that, that you get all the possible information that you want to get across. So yeah, definitely as important as the, as the script. And, uh, to your point, Joel, yeah, it's, it's, super critical for the success of the project it's like really the storyboard and the script is like the blueprint of the the project it's like the plan it's like if you want to you know uh build a, a nice big building or something well that's that's your plan uh and so to have like a nice you know nice building you actually have to have like a very, like kind of a very solid plan and make sure you know where you're going and you know that's the structure the basis of the project and of course the execution Letter is very cl- critical too, but without the, the solid plan, you're going to run into a lot of adjustments and things that you you haven't thought of before, and so that's going to be a much more tedious uh, work for you. All right, that's a perfect time to call a timeout. We're going to slip into a break really quick, uh, get a word from one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back with Seb to talk more about storyboarding. A smart business needs a smart way to connect with customers. That's where smart video comes in. Tell your business story in 60 seconds or less with a smart explainer video that gets results. Go to thinkmojo.com slash explainer for detailed information. Thinkmojo, smart videos that get results. Okay, we're back for the second part of our discussion about storyboarding with Seb and with Brendan. And in this section, I want to go into a little bit more detail about Perhaps the uh, the mechanics of storyboarding for somebody who wants to make their own video. Is there software? What are they? The, what is the best way to actually create a storyboard? I've noticed that people use things anywhere from Microsoft Word, Excel, hmm. but what, is, in your experience, is the best way for either a professional or somebody just starting to get into storyboarding? Sure. So. There's actually no one, only one specific way. There's many, many different ways to, to do that. Uh, some, you know, some people like to draw illustrations on paper. They feel more comfortable. Some people just can't draw or they don't like to draw stuff. So they would rather, uh, you know, find images and copy paste that in a, into a software, uh, like Microsoft or, you know, PowerPoint or anything like that. So it really depends on, you know, the person doing the storyboard, but typically, uh, there's a few different ways. So typically, a good way would be to, well, I mean, the first cheap, easy, fast way I can think of would be to actually draw the illustrations on, you know, on some paper with a pen. Um, and then take, just take, take a picture, uh, of that with your phone or just scan it into your computer. And then, then you can, you know, store it online and share with your, with your, uh, uh, you know, team. Uh, and have that approved, but yeah, I mean that's the first the first thing you can do. So you can either draw directly on a whiteboard or on a piece of paper, whatever that is easy for you. Uh, you don't need any you know any uh, hardware or software, particularly just a uh, just a phone to take the pictures. Uh, so that's the fast and easy way. Uh, and then if you want to do more than that, uh, what you could do is use a you know like a photo editing software or uh, drawing software like. Adobe Photoshop or Illustrator and actually draw, illustrate that into these softwares, um, and then export each frame, uh, of the storyboard and then, and then 
you know, shares that online on a, you know, Google Doc document, for example, that works very well. Uh, and then if you even, if you are even more advanced than that, uh, there's a few different, uh, software, like storyboarding software that you can use. But I think unless you are going to do a lot of storyboarding and, you know, the storyboarding, storyboards are going to be used in, you know, big productions, I don't think you really need to, to use this kind of software because they can get pretty expensive and pretty technical. So they're pretty good. They're very solid software, but unless you're doing a lot of them, I don't think it's uh, it's uh, an investment that would be worth. So it kind of depends on your level of, uh, you know, how, how much, how often you're going to storyboard and how detailed you want to be. Uh, but typically that's the three kind of, uh, that, that's actually one other way I'm thinking of right now. There's, if you have a tablet, like an iPad or something like that, uh, there's tons of different apps, uh, storyboard apps that you can use to draw, actually draw with your finger or just, uh, you know, a pen. Uh, it's pretty easy. Usually it looks pretty nice. Uh, the only thing though is that we have, you have to most like to most of the time export its frames to your computer or, or, you can do it from from the tablet directly, but most of the time you'll have to go through the the, the computer, which adds an extra step. But it, that's fine. Well, that's um, that's about all the different ways you can you can do it. That's when it comes to perhaps storyboarding for animation. Is it different if you want to storyboard a live action? Because I, I recall seeing pictures of storyboard frames that are super detailed when they they make a movie and they've got tons of these all over a room on the wall or something like that so when you storyboard live action do you do Mm -hmm. it differently do you do it in much more detail so not necessarily so so some directors they like to have like very very specific uh storyboards and basically they want to before shooting each scene they actually like to uh you know to look into the storyboard and they already wrote down exactly the angle of the camera everything's specific about this particular scene but some other directors they like to have to have more flexibility and the storyboard would be used just kind of a reminder of what needs to be in the in the scene but they don't actually use the scene as a reference on how to shoot it so it depends on the directors for the live action but typically Having a storyboard for live action uh, videos or animation videos uh, is pretty similar. There's a few extra things you want to have most most likely on the the live action ones. Uh, is you know uh, stuff like the location, uh, the the props, what what kind of what you need on the scene, the the look, so the uh, the time of the day, the the camera lenses, the the lights you need, uh, stuff like that. Uh, the dialogues, so everything, any kind of uh, extra information you actually need the day of the shoot uh, that you don't need for animation because animation, the good thing about animation is that uh, it doesn't happen on one day, right? The animation takes, you know, usually it's a process of a few weeks uh, and it's you're much more flexible on how you want to visualize a scene. You can change the camera angle, you can change a lot of stuff. But on a production, like on a real live action shooting day, you know, like the day, the shooting happens on one or two days and then when once it's done, it's done. So uh, you want to make sure that you have everything done this day because after that you have less less much flexibility. So, in that sense, the storyboard would be more detailed 
for the live action uh, because you add all the camera staff, the lighting, the props, the actors, the location, the time of the day, all these extra information that won't be in the animation storyboard. I would say this though, and there's, uh, you know, I think a lot of people when they look at live action videos and Joel, we've talked about this before, you know, they, they want to do them on a budget where they have a camera and maybe they want to do a video just among, not even with professional actors, maybe just the people in their company. And they're thinking, well, how do I plan this out? And I think, you know, they, they may be thinking, well, you know, I, I don't have, we don't have artists on our team to draw a storyboard beforehand. So I think one point to make though, and, and Seb, you can, you can chime in on this. You know, when you, when you create the, the script for the, for live action, typically you're providing a lot of the information that you would need anyway with like the location, time of day and all that stuff. So, you know, although, we're saying like you need to be more detailed with the storyboard. That doesn't mean you need to be more detailed with the drawing. You just need to be more detailed about the resources that you need so that you don't miss something. So don't think of it like, you know, I have to draw every chair in the room, you know, like that kind of stuff is, you know, you're going to fill in those details where you're on set, but you just want to know exactly who's going to be there, exactly what they need. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And this is totally true. Uh, definitely the level of, you know, the illustrations, the quality of illustrations or the detail of the illustrations would be roughly the same. Uh, it's definitely more about, let's say you have, you, you want to, you want to shoot like a house, uh, this house, you can shoot it with like a narrow angle with the camera or a wide angle. Uh, and if you already have a specific mind, of how you want to shoot this particular scene. Well, this is where you actually have to, I mean, the, the, the house would be roughly illustrated the same way, like pretty bad, like pretty roughly, but right. if it's tiny in, inside the frame, or if it's actually take, taking a lot of room inside the frame, you already know that you're going to use a different lens for the camera, like a wide angle or, you know, a shorter angle. Uh, so that's the kind of details you want to have inside the storyboard, but definitely not about, uh, drawing like a super realistic house, super stylized. Right. No, you don't care about that. But not yeah. every, yeah, not every candle in the window, in every window. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Ron, how long would it take, would you say, so, to create a storyboard from a script? Is that a day, two days? <clears throat> so typically, like, like on our end anyway, uh, it's uh, about two to three days. So usually what, what I like to do personally, and I know a lot of storyboarders do the same, is is on the first day you actually do a first pass of the the script and you you know sketch uh, a few ideas try a few things try a few different uh, directions uh, so that gives you like already a solid base you have a good idea you're very familiar with the script at this point uh, so that's pretty much the first day and then on, on second day uh, you come back on it and then you you start to see like a few things that you want to adjust a few different ideas you you may have uh, so basically you you, you kind of start to refine the whole thing. Uh, and at this point you should have like a fairly final version of it in terms of, uh, ideas. And then on the, on the last day, so it usually depends on how much time you have to, to do it, but that's how we like to do it. And then on the third day for us, uh, it's like the cleanup, we, we like to clean up everything. So, because when we day one and day two, we really do that on a piece of paper on a whiteboard, like very, very quick and easy, just, just. We just want the ideas. But then on the last day, when we have all the ideas locked down and we're pretty confident about it, where we like to clean everything up and put that online, you know, nice way with nice descriptions, uh, you know, something clean that we can actually show to the client that is easy to understand and he can, you know, he can get on board with and approve. 
All right. Well, I think that uh, that about does it. I think we got to the heart of what a storyboard is, why you need to make one, uh, what goes in it, what does not. So I think the uh, from from our standpoint, you know, and Seb, the final word on this. I think when somebody reads a storyboard or or, or you know looks through a storyboard, the impression they should get it's almost like they're watching the video, and it's so they should come away with the same feeling from when they watch the video. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Like exactly. Like it's like if you look at the storyboard and then you look at the the movie, it's like you've already seen the movie. It's like oh well, yeah, it was exactly the way I imagined that. It's the same flow, same message, uh, yeah, same core message story. So yeah, it's definitely that. It's like the flip book version of the movie. Uh, well, yeah. that, well, that's good. So all right, that uh, so that about does it for us. Uh, thank you, Seb, for for being on the episode. This was your first, hopefully. Uh, not your last. We'll get you back on for uh, for future episodes. So for myself, Brendan Carty, and my colleague, Joel Gubich, we want to thank you for listening to Video Marketing 2.0. You can check us out on our website at videomarketing20.net. Joel is shaking his head. I finally got it right. Uh, you can also download this podcast directly at iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And make sure to leave a review. That's how other people get to discover and enjoy this podcast as well. We'll also have some things up on our show notes page that you can explore, maybe some of the tools that Seb talked about. So once again, thank you for listening to this episode. And we'll catch you next time on Video Marketing 2.0. Thank you for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0 presented by ThinkMojo. For more help on how to drive results with video, contact ThinkMojo, the video marketing experts at info at thinkmojo.com or visit thinkmojo.com for more information.